Monday night football, man. We ready to go against this uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Always a big thing to be able to play in front of your peers, play in front of national televised audience. So the Browns got the Bengals coming up this weekend. But I'm going to tell you something. We're going to get into the first segment. If if Joe Woods and Prefer haven't been fired, then chances are Kevin Stefanski isn't going anywhere. It, it's, it's stepping stones, people. We'll tell you why exactly Kevin Stefanski isn't going anywhere this year we have been playing poorly and everybody's up in arms about a lot of different things rightfully so at two and five but there are a couple of guys that we feel have have really flied under the radar and quietly played a nice game we'll talk to you about somebody we think has really had a nice year this year so far all things considered and then we'll get to this brown secondary versus the Bengals receivers you're going to see one of the most prolific passing attacks joe burrow jamar chase and can they stop him We'll talk about all of those things and much, much more on this next episode of the Locked on Browns podcast. You are Locked on Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends, your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB, on the LOB, the Lockdown Browns podcast, brought to you by the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day, your host, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd, your host from the Cleveland Sports Show, of course, Barbershop 92.3 The Fan, Saturday mornings, pregame, postgame coverage, Cleveland Guardians, Cleveland Browns, Ohio State Buckeyes, and of course, check out tonight, later, uh, as Kevin, Cleveland Cavaliers are in action, Mr. Garrett Bush at GBush91. Appreciate all of you who make Lockdown Browns your first listen, whether it is on your favorite podcast platform. Make sure you're following, subscribe to Lockdown Browns podcast. Whether it is on YouTube, make sure you are subscribed. Make sure you have your notifications on. And for everybody who keeps hitting that like button, and I'm not going to stress this enough, keep hitting that like button for us, folks. Um, and a lot of uh, you know love from you know over in the UK, across the continent. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, please, guys, make sure you you know clicking on that like button for G Bush and myself, and of course the Roku app. Go ahead, uh, you know, search for Lockdown Cleveland Sports. You will find the Lockdown Browns duo. You will find Lockdown Guardians. You will find Lockdown Cavaliers, and of course the ultimate Cleveland. Sports show. We're going to get to it here. Uh, we got we broke down some things yesterday. Garrett Bush and I, as you know, starting to talk about some potential trade candidates for your Cleveland Browns. You know, next episode, we'll get to the crossover with the guys uh, from Lockdown Bagels. Some things we want to get to here today. Um, I'm seeing way too much of this um, as far as your talk on Coach Kevin Stefanski. Look, there's guys right now whose jobs should, could be in jeopardy for the Cleveland Browns. Mike Prefer, it's not going as well as he'd like to go on special teams. Joe Woods, it was a bounce-back week last week against the Baltimore Ravens, but overall the product this year has not been good. It's certainly been disappointing. It's certainly been lesser than expectations. No questions about that. Now, with everyone in regards to Coach Stefanski, and oh, well, if he used Hunt more, guys, we can't use Chubb more. And use hunt more. Like I, I don't understand how like this works. <laughs> you guys want to try to make so many things happen, and that's fine. Um, Coach Kevin Stefanski is going nowhere. They did not make this trade for Deshaun Watson to say, well, in 2023, we'll just find the right head coach to coach Deshaun Watson. Guys, Coach Stefanski is going nowhere. He's as safe as safe can be. 
And I know some of you get frustrated with the straight stock answers of, it's my job. I need to make sure this team plays, plays better. It's my job. I need to make sure I coach this team better. It's my job. I need to make sure this team is coached better. You want to know what? If you're an owner in Jimmy Haslam and you're not winning, this is what you want to hear. You don't want to hear, well, I got to go back and watch the film. Or if these so-and-so or that positional room. or This is what you expect your head coach to do. It ain't, it ain't sexy. It's not going to create a head, lot of headlines. But at the end of the day, that is what you want. Ideally, yes, they want to win. There is no question about that. But the last thing you need is to be answering questions about anything other than the product on the field, which is what Coach Stefanski saves you from. He talks about his players with a passion. He talks about what is expected. Yes, he will say this was, you know, our play yesterday, it was below what we expect. But what does he follow it up with? That is on me. That is on my staff. We have to make sure we're ready. And it was kind of interesting last week because if you remember last week, Miles Garrett was speaking about, I feel things might be a little bit different. And then we got into post game after the Ravens game. And maybe it was a little bit different because, you know, there's a little, you know, a little WWE as far as, you know, some mouth and off in the locker room afterwards. But again, you know, coach stock answer. Look, guys, Coach Stefanski is probably here for the rest of 2022. He's probably here for all, all of 2023. Coach Stefanski right now is going to be ultimately judge Garrett Bush by what he and Deshaun can Deshaun Watson can do with this offense. Um, I think a lot of times if you do criticize the coach, uh, sometimes you feel like you, what you're setting himself up to say is that he's going to get fired. And I think you know people are conflating the two things. Um, to be truthful, Kevin Stefanski is guaranteed to get a shot at Deshaun Watson because of the fact that Deshaun Watson, only for the simple fact that Deshaun Watson came here because of Coach Stefanski. Um, one of the big drawing uh, and calling cards for Deshaun Watson was the fact that, you know, when you talk about the meeting in, in, in the meeting before they decided to trade for him, he talked about him sitting down with the, the iPad and going over different plays where he thought he could, you know, really help him out at. Or he, he went over certain plays and he, he went over certain downs and distances and concepts that he thought Deshaun Watson would uh, would do well. And he also gave him some information about things that he could do a little better or things where he could work on his game at a little bit. And Deshaun talks about it all the time about how he really, really felt like, hey, this is a great opportunity for me to learn from a coach like Coach Stefanski. Um, he likes the running game. He utilizes the running game. Uh, you know, he play actions off that and his skill set felt, felt at home with Coach Stefanski. So, push going to shove. They're going to get He's going to get this year and next year to, to, to work with Deshaun Watson. If at some point in time next year it looked like the wheels are falling off, then we'll have to visit that. And then by all, by all means, there will be conversations of what's going to happen with Coach Stefanski. But even with that, I don't even think Coach Stefanski is anywhere close to getting fired based on that because he would probably have the play calling taken away from him, Jeff, before he even gets fired. It, that that would be the next step. Like, you know, when, when I worked in, in the office and I worked um, with uh, when I, people I had direct reports to me, um, one of the things they talk was progressive discipline. Progressive discipline is like you do things. You don't just go from saying, hey, you're five minutes late till you get fired. Like, it has to be a, a level of it. Like, hey, maybe I talk to you, figure out why you were late. Maybe I give you a verbal warning. Then I go to a written warning. All those things 
got to take place before you just jump right off the roof and just say, are you out of here? So for me, the, 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 the pecking order would go, all right, Coach Stefanski, the offense isn't even really the problem. The first thing he would need to do is say, all right, who do you he who does he need to hold accountable to get the other parts of the organization together? That would be being in a special teams coach. I think you would get rid of the special teams coach easier because special teams is a niche market. You can find people to fit into those roles a little bit easier rather than rehauling your defense and coming up with a whole new philosophy. So I would guess it would be prefer maybe in an off season. I don't even think that he would get rid of Joe Woods. I don't even think he would get rid of Joe Woods this year just because of the simple fact that Joe Woods can go and say, well, look, I wanted my defense, but Andrew Barry didn't give me the ingredients. We thought we had something, but up the middle, our defensive tackles were the worst in the league. Middle linebacker, we lost Anthony Walker. Phillips turned out to not be the plug where we needed him to go. We had to pivot and get, uh, you know, Deion Jones, and then we get him, and then our safeties we might have to revisit the safety room. We thought we had something in Delpit. He was injured one year. Maybe they think that he's not a guy that, that, that maybe he lost something when he got injured. John Johnson is a free agent. Anytime you bring a free agent in here, you, you don't know if they're going to fit the system. I, I, I'm guessing when you got Jalen Ramsey <laughs> and, and, and Aaron Donald, you look a little different. That's the thing. So they might reevaluate that, and then they have, might have to get some more people in here to finally say this is our scheme. But I, I'm just going to be truthful about it. I, I, I talk spicy all the time. It's just the way I am. I, I'm a person that want to make moves. I, I Listen, I go at it 100%. But the reality of the situation is Stefanski has to it's, – it's seven, eight, nine, ten things that have to happen before Stefanski's gone, and that's just the reality of the move. And we even we haven't even seen what it, it, it is going to be the future of hopefully Coach Stefanski, you know, reign here in Cleveland, and that is his pairing with Deshaun Watson. You bring up a player like John Johnson uh, from Jeremy Fowler, you know, talking about maybe the Browns were interested in possibly, you know, hopefully getting back maybe a fourth round pick for Kareem Hunt. Um, in that, you know, Browns are you know basically frustrated with several key players. You have to think that maybe somehow, some way that John Johnson's probably one of those guys that uh, applies to a statement like that. It's just not gotten it done. I mean, there were glimpses last year. Every now and then you see a glimpse, but you never see it stacked together and, you know, stacked together positives from a player like John Johnson. And obviously his last line of defense, that's certainly an issue. A uh, quick one, just jumping in here. Robert Quinn from the Chicago Bears traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. Nobody does a trade deadline like Howie Roseman. Uh, gives Boy, him a fourth-round pick, brings a in a trade. veteran pass rusher to go along that's with the rest trade. of that defensive line. Eagles sitting there undefeated, doing everything they can that's to trade. Stay. Yep. The Eagles know what they're doing. Eagles are a smart, smart franchise. We're going to move on here a little bit. Uh, we're going to give a little love here and an appreciation. There is a certain player here on the offensive side of the ball. Isn't getting mentioned, in my opinion, Garrett's opinion, enough. And uh, we're going to take some time here and shed on light on a you know, certain third-year player who seems to really, really be stepping up right now for the Cleveland Browns. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest Locked On Browns. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. They go to LinkedIn Jobs. Uh, you add the job. You add, add the purple hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word. Simple tools. 
like screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and possibly hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified co- candidates you need you need and want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Guys, the folks at Bird Dogs uh, sent over a pair of sweatpants. This has absolutely become my Sunday best. Super comfortable, super light. Super soft, almost like toilet paper. You know that comfy little bear feeling? Oh, yeah. Bird dog pants. I've got it. These things are so good. You can play golf in them. You can go out warm enough. Got enough space in the pocket for an extra ball or two when you ship them off into the woods and you can't find them. Bird dog joggers are higher quality than Lulamon and $20 less. What are we talking about here? Go buy some bird dogs. You still want to wear your shorts in the winter? doesn't matter if it's Florida or 10 degrees in New England or Chicago. They have the signature shorts with the built-in liners, the most comfortable shorts in existence. Go to birddogs.com. Enter the promo code LOCKDOWN, all caps, no space. They'll throw in a free bird dogs rope hat. That's birddogs.com, promo code LOCKDOWN, and boom, a free bird dogs rope hat with your pair of bird dogs. The most comfortable shorts, pants, and sweatpants with built-in liners. You will not take these things off. I can guarantee you that. Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast, Garrett Bush in the building, Jeff Lloyd in the building. Uh, we are talking about a little bit about what's going on here. And, you know, we we, we can get, you know, it can get a little pessimistic at sometimes, right? Um, you know, when, when, you, when you're two and five, and, and let's be let's be real, uh, you, you hear Jeff and I talk about this all the time after the games. I mean, now the two-minute warning, if you had guys have not seen it, it's like torturous a little bit, man. Like, to to have Jeff, you know, it. when we sitting there looking at this thing and you're like, you're seeing the game go down to the, to the, to the narrow, the nitty gritty and you lose it. It's something, it's something different that happens to your soul. Right? So all the time we don't get an opportunity to give people their flowers. We're not really breaking anything down. We're just dealing with emotional loss at that time. But I will say there are a couple of people um, that have been a pleasant surprise. One of those guys, uh, I think we talked about is DPJ. Um, and, and when you look at a, a Donovan Peoples, it's just like, you know, sometimes it gets lost in, in the shuffle a little bit of when you're, you know, talking about Nick Chubb and, you know, getting him more touches and Kareem Hunt getting uh, uh, more touches and, and how do you work David and Joku in there and Amari Cooper and some of the like things happening in the fourth quarter. One thing that is missed a little bit is the fact that Donovan Peoples-Jones has been catching a football. Uh, and and it's, it hasn't been just regular catches. They've been really tough catches. Uh, balls where you have to get down. Balls where you have to catch it with your hand with people all over you. You know, he's doing a good job of when the ball is thrown to him, he's coming down with it. And, and you know, we wanted to give that shout-out because, you know, if you look at the offense and, and, and when you're 2-5, and five, Everybody's going to get a little more, a little more uh, of the blame that they may deserve, and some people are going to get overlooked. But I think if you look at guys that have been a pleasant surprise, I I, I would say three, um, actually four. I would say Emerson at, at corner has been, I, I mean, I, I mean that, that's a that's a home run to me. That, that's an a pick because I've, he hasn't had many very many busts. He's physical over there. He's done what he's what he's supposed to. Do. Uh, we got. We look at the center position. Ethan Pochich, that guy. I don't know how. I still don't know how to say his name. Is it Post Ice Pochich? Whatever. Posick. 
posting. There it is. Jeff got me together. <laughs> it don't matter. That guy has been playing well. We haven't even noticed him, right? We lost the center going out earlier, and, and we thought that could be one of the things that can be bad. I like him as well. Another guy that was really has really showed up a little bit uh, is the fact that you got Donovan Beebles-Jones. This guy has caught the ball. He's caught it with his hands. Um, anytime they throw him the ball, he's been catching it in the fourth quarter. He caught a nice play, uh, a deep ball last game. I just like his demeanor. And guess what? You haven't heard much from him. We have not heard any. He ain't been sitting on top of locker rooms. He ain't been jumping up and down talking about what we need to do. All he's done is catch the ball, Jeff, when it's thrown to him. I think he, he's on pace for about 800, 900 yards possibly. Uh, I, I think he's been a, a, a real nice surprise for the Browns. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and you, you go back to week one, the Carolina game, and remember, Mari Cooper wasn't involved much, but Donovan Jones was out there. He was catching dirt balls. I mean, you know, everything thrown to him wasn't really an easy catch, made all his catches. Weeks two and week three, Jets, Steelers, not much involvement. One reception for 10 yards. You go to his last four outings, though, in Atlanta, five for 71. Chargers, four for 50. Patriots, four for 74. Last week against the Ravens, six for 71. You're starting to see an uptick in the amount of times the ball is being thrown towards Donovan Peoples-Jones. And young man's coming through, to his credit. Um, last year, and if you remember last year, the summer of last year, there was so much talked about Donovan Peoples-Jones. Odell wasn't practicing. Jarvis wasn't practicing. Every day, Donovan looks great. Donovan looks great. Donovan looks great. You're starting maybe now to see what everybody maybe was talking about then. Because once games started last year, Jarvis, Odell, and all that. And here was this kid who busted his butt, put in all the work over the summer, kind of got pushed down the pecking order. By the time he started playing again, the whole thing was a stinking mess. But here's a guy going out week in, week out, putting together consistent effort. Uh, right now, 26 receptions on the season. His career high is 34. They talk a lot, and this used to be something they talked about before wide receivers came out in the NFL draft established as they are it was a thing of third year for a wide receiver within the league and now keep in mind you know it's been baker mayfield it's been jacoby Brissett, and this is nice that donovan's got this relationship going here it's going to change it's going to change forever in a couple of weeks because you know jacoby's going to be that guy where it's like hey man can you explain this something to me real quick because deshaun ain't got the time um but it's really nice to see a player you know basically graduate like this and develop like this gradually over time. This is in everybody. When Donovan was originally drafted, everybody had a lot of pressure on him. Oh, big time name. He went to Michigan as opposed to saying, this is a wide receiver. They drafted in the sixth round. There's work to be done. There are some flaws. There is some refinement that needs to be done. I know everybody seems to want to get on Andrew Barry about some of his draft picks, but here's a kid you took in the sixth round Had a nice athletic profile Michigan couldn't get much out of them. And I'm not saying that's on Donovan Peoples-Jones. That might be a little bit more on Michigan because they ain't producing wide receivers right now, period. But here's a guy who's really, really taking the coaching, putting the time, putting the effort, and it's all coming together for a player like Donovan Peoples-Jones. And I'm sure it doesn't hurt that you're playing next to a player like Amari Cooper. And I'm sure, you know, and everybody talked about, you know, the type of guys Jarvis were and Odell were. And it, all that talk as far as teammates was good. But you're going out, and he's watching a guy like Amari Cooper just go out to his craft week in, week out. It's nothing flashy. There's no substance. It's not about my numbers. It's not about my highlights. It's not about how many times people say the name Amari Cooper like it was for some other wide receivers. And he's digesting it, and he's absorbing it, and he's just becoming this really, really big talent. And this is going to be something we're going to have to see the way this works. 
Um, you know, even this week, obviously without David Njoku, and the way it's going to work in the coming weeks, as you know, Donovan continues down you know the, the path here of progression, like he has, and you know, well how well it will translate to a player like Deshaun Watson. But sometimes, man, you got to get a hat off when you know somebody's doing something good. And for Donovan Peoples Jones, Donovan Peoples Jones is getting the damn job done right now. Yeah, he, he's doing he's doing what he needs to do, man. And, to, and 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 a lot of times when you're going through slumps as a team. You just need guys to be steady. You need dudes to just do what he's doing. Like, you know, sometimes everybody wants want to get up and tell about why this something is happening, where we going wrong. But the situation with Donovan Jones is, he's worried about his craft. He's catching the ball. He's not worried about the opportunities. When the opportunities come, make the play. I think that that's one thing that we can all learn from, and the Browns could benefit from. It's, you know, you just be ready for the moment. If you're in that moment and you catch the football, do it. If you're in the moment and the running back's near him, tackle him. If you're in the moment and you get an opportunity to get your hands as a defensive back on the football, you got to bring that in. It's the mentality of making the play, not just being in your position, not just being in the right position, and not being where, where you feel like, oh, I almost had it. No. When it's there, make the play. Donovan Peoples-Jones has been doing that. No question. It's great for great to see for the guy. And look, you got to understand, man, with these day three picks, they need time. And sometimes things got to break right for them. And, you know, there's a, you know, a lot of ways Donovan Jones could have never found his way to even the role he's got with this team. But worked his ass off to get here. And now that he's here, paying dividends. Kudos to him. Kudos to Andrew Barry for a good pick. Kudos to everybody for understanding. It takes time for a guy to develop. And it certainly worked out here. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, again, as always, uh, you latest Locked On Browns, again, on YouTube, guys. Make sure you're hitting that like button, subscribe, notifications on. Get all the info and content as soon as it drops. Prize picks. I talk about it all the time. Whether it's the Monday night game, the Sunday night game, the Thursday night game, you find a way to put together just some players. You know you're watching the game. Don't kid yourself. You know you're watching it anyway. Uh, you look at a line. You know, uh, Lamar Jackson, you know, two touchdown passes. Is he going to throw for more, to, more than two touchdown passes? Or is he going to throw for less than two touchdown passes? This is basically what you're betting on as far as putting together daily fantasy. It's two to five players. And if they go out and score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10, 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. It includes the NFL, the NBA, MLB, uh, men's and women's collegiate sports, you name it, even disco, disc golf you can do. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It is just that easy, safe, and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. With the promo code locked on, all caps, no space. You deposit 100, they give you 100. You deposit 50, they give you 50. I think you guys get where I'm coming from, right? Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100. Welcome back to Locked On Browns podcast. G. Bush, Jeff Lloyd. Make sure you guys subscribe to the channel, man. Uh, definitely, we appreciate everybody that makes Locked On Browns their first listener today. We we definitely appreciate you guys, man. You know, it's been a rough season. Um, you know, definitely with the Cleveland Browns, but you know, the 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 part of, part of this thing is it's all about the journey. It's all about the process, and and, and you know, making sure that you get the most up to date. Uh, entertaining content on the Cleveland Browns is what me and Jeff are dedicated to doing. So make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you go ahead and hit that notification bell so you know when we post all of our content. 
Uh, Jeff, let's get into this game a little bit uh, with the Bengals. Monday night football game, and I think that one of the big matchups that has been brewing all summer uh, and going back to last year was the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Uh, for some reason, the Browns just have the Bengals card for the, like the last six, seven years. It just seems like uh, the Bengals have, have not been, specifically Joe Burrow hasn't played particularly well against the Browns. Um, we talk about the game where Baker Mayfield comes back and, and throws the touchdown to Donovan Peoples-Jones to kind of storm back. Uh, you know, I think he, he completed some 20-some-odd passes in a row. We take a look even with the backups. Last year, the Bengals had everything sold up. Uh, Case Keenan was able to get a win uh, against the Bengals. And, and so th there's this, you know, Battle of Ohio's kind of getting that, that rivalry going. Um, and then, you know, you look at the receivers. Uh, when you get Jamar Chase and and you and and, and you took take a look at Joe Burrow, uh, and you look at T Higgins and you, you look at uh Boyd, all those guys they probably had the best receiving core one through three, um still got a back in Joe Mixon, but one of the things we're looking at is specifically the passing game number one passing offense going into this game, Brown secondary you know before the season they said they were they felt they were in the top five of duos with Newsom and and, and Ward. Uh, now, you know, <laughs> hey, Jamar Chase and, and, and Joe Burrow, they came off a game, they had 500 total yards of offense. This is going to be a barn burner. Uh, what do you think the Browns have to do to slow those guys down? Or is it just a matter of they're going to get their points, they're going to get their yards? How do the Browns go into this game? Because I think the, the Bengals, after a slow start, are really starting to hit their stride offensively. And, you know, I think they're going to be in a place where, where they're going to be very difficult to stop, especially with those receivers. There's always these weird, like, face-ups, match-ups, face-offs, match-ups in the NFL where it just seems like somebody's got somebody's number. Like, the fact that the last six times the Browns and, Bag Browns and Bagels have played, the Bengals have lost every single game. It's it's it's, it's weird. It, it doesn't really make much sense this team, you know, with Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow is 0-3 versus Cleveland Browns. He didn't play out the uh, season finale last year uh, as they were repping for the playoffs. So, you know, we can't put that one on him. Um, last year, you know, it was, you know, Chase versus Denzel Ward. First drive, Bengals just going down the field, going down the field, going down the field. Denzel Ward gets into, you know, Chase a little bit, plays it right, jumps the route, takes it, what, 99, 98 yards to the house. Um, but you look at a wide receiver unit of Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and uh, Tyler Boyd. I mean, Boyd could go anywhere and be a starting wide receiver, yet he's the three for the Bengals. He had a monster week last week. Uh, Joe Burrow just has this relationship with these guys. And the thing is, that's crazy, is it? they just continue to be able to go deep week after week. It's like, well, would he at least try to take that away and, and make this guy have to go 43 or 46 to beat you. Um, but they're, they're players that just know each other. They know each other very well. And what these games usually come down to is the Bengals offensive line cannot do enough against Miles Garrett. And whoever Miles Garrett's running made over the years, they can't do enough to stop it. They disrupt Burrow. Uh, they force him into an unfortunate turnover that usually turns the tides here. Um, and this is where it's key because the Browns defense, it did they, they were I, I don't want to hit they were good last week. They were you held the Ravens under four yards of carry. Lamar Jackson only completed nine passes. Mark Andrews was non-existent. The Browns' defense played well last week. Problem is, is you going against a completely different type of offense here. This is like the old Don Coriel 
This is the way this Bengals <laughs> offense is. They're like the kids who play out in the backyard. Go long, go long, go long, go long, go long. Go, yeah, all right. You know, it's like if you shoot enough threes, it'll make up for the fact that you turned out about a whole bunch of gimme layups. Um, and, and with Joe Burrow, look, the, the, as far as the deep ball passing, I don't know if there's a better guy in the game right now. I mean, it certainly helps that he has this long relationship with Jamar Chase. And these two, you know, exceeded and excelled together at LA. And now it was an easy transition to the NFL. Um, for the Browns, it's going to be it's going to be a test. Well, you know, at this point in time, we are not sure on Denzel Ward's availability. It was really quiet Browns wise on Wednesday, not a, a lot, and there was no press availability. Um, I'm so by you know after this recording, we'll obviously have a little bit more information. I'm sure, uh, but getting Denzel back because you know you get Denzel back because I think it's easier when you can just say Denzel and Jamar Chase, boom, we'll go there. And as we saw last year, Newsom played Higgins pretty well. Um, Boyd, it's going to be interesting, but that almost looks like it's kind of, it, it would be, you know, fall to the assignment of Martin Emerson. But this is the reason you went and invested your top pick in the 2022 to go get another coin. Because right now, you know, what you're trying to knock off the top as far as the AFC North is Sydney Bengals. And what do they feature? A great quarterback with three great wide receivers, Garrett. Yeah. They, listen, you know, they, that's going to be. I think it's going to be one of the biggest challenges for the Browns coming up because the the Bengals uh, do not want to go zero and three to start the, the division. Right? You look at who they've played, and and they can't afford to say we've lost to the Steelers, we've lost to the Ravens, and now we've lost to the Browns, and we start the first slate zero and three. That's something that, that I don't think they want to get to. I think that's something they'll fight hard against, and I think they're playing good football right now. Um, so when you look at this this game. Um, I think it's going to come down to, you know, who's going to accentuate what they do best. Uh, the Bengals are going to look to throw the football. They they do it well. They got great talent, and they, they are able to hit the deep play. Uh, and the Browns, last year, if you look at what happened best, uh, you got a big long run from from uh, Nick Chubb. You got some turnovers. And, and the Browns did get a turnover last week when got it when they needed on the strip in the Ravens. Uh, but they got to do more of that. They have to be more in, in, in a place to get turnovers, putting pressure on the quarterback uh, to force some of those turnovers. So, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, the Browns can get a couple turnovers and they can, they can run the football effectively, keep this offense off the field. I think this is a game where they can keep it close. It just will come down to the fourth quarter like every other game the Browns have been in, and then you just have to make the plays. Yeah, and then you can see Garrett, myself, Bull, and Mikey McNuggets about 1130 <laughs> chewing off whatever damn fingernails we have left. Um, but look, this is a team they know well. It's a team they know well. It's a team they have the recipe. Beat. Um, it's going to come down to it. Obviously, there's significant changes on the offensive side of ball without David Njoku. See how that plays out. But we got a lot more to get to this week. We'll continue to do that. Uh, so we talked to you a little bit, obviously. Uh, look, your dislike for Kevin Stefanski, you don't even bother voicing anymore. Coach Stefanski is not going anywhere. Coach Stefanski is comfortably entrenched in Cleveland for the time being. Donovan Peoples-Jones, congratulations, young man. Really, really looking like a guy who's really, really starting to step it up here uh, in year three. It's impressive to watch. And the defense, look, it was a good week last week, but it's a whole different ball of wax. I mean, you're literally going from yin to yang as far as offense that Baltimore runs, as far as the offense you're going to see in Cincinnati this week at home, Monday night for the Bengals. Uh, so you're going to be ready. Certainly, certainly going to be a big test. He's Garrett Bush, part of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Monday through Friday, 11 to 1. The Barbershop, Saturday mornings, 8 to noon on 92.3 The Fan. Pre-game, post-game coverage, Browns. 
Of course, the Guardians, Cavaliers, Buckeyes, you name it, G. Bush is on the case. Make sure you follow on at G. Bush 91. Myself, Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Uh, we appreciate all of you who make Lockdown Browns your first listen every day, whether it's on your favorite podcast platform. Make sure you follow and subscribe over there. Of course, on YouTube, make sure you subscribe. You got the notifications on, so when the new stuff drops, you guys are there to consume it. Of course, make sure always continue to hit those likes, but like buttons for us over there as well. And also check out the Roku app. Search Locked On Cleveland Sports. You'll find Locked On Browns, Guardians, Cavaliers, and of course the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. All that being said, folks, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.